and welcome to uh, episode eight of uh, Hungry for Hockey Talk. <clears throat> Sorry, um, I was just trying. <laughs> I was just trying to mask my my terrible congested voice. Welcome, folks, to episode nine of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. Today is Sunday, February tenth, twenty nineteen. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful, amazing, and beautiful Jonathan Johnny B Boron. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay, man. I'm a little sad that Sterling's not here because uh, we got some some big news today. Uh, we that do have some love news today that he would love to talk about, but uh, I guess we'll just have I'll to ask. talk about it without him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sterling's too busy, too busy for us. Too busy. Um, for us. Happy birthday to his brother, though. Yeah, yeah, and uh, good luck with the studies there, Sterling. You studious, sexy man, you. Yeah, so uh, so so let's 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 get right into it here. This week we Grant, thought Grant, we would... I got I got a question for you. Oh, oh, what what's the question? Are uh, are you hungry? <laughs> that was my stomach. So yes, I am hungry. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, this week we thought we would start off with a roundup of uh, multiple teams. Um, just. Uh, the latest news that that have come out in uh, the past week here. So we're going to start off in the Eastern Conference with um, with Columbus. Uh, the the biggest thing coming out of there is Artemi Panarin has fired his old agent, and he's going through them like a used bag of Skittles. Is that a good reference? <laughs> I have no idea what that means, man. I was going to say something else, but I didn't want it to be inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> are, the, are the Skittles like slimy and melty? <laughs> um, you, did someone put them in their mouths and then spit them back in the bag? Yeah, you know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that through properly. It probably. Uh, let's use. Uh, let's not let's a, use this reference. He's, he, he's image. <laughs> He's he's going through agents like a bag of Oreos gets passed around in kindergarten. Okay, is that is that yeah, a better that's reference? A good one. That's a better one, right? Yeah. Okay. Kids love good. Oreos. <laughs> they do. It's uh, <laughs> it's gone in in sixty seconds. Yeah. So so he's the point is he's going through a ton of agents. He fired his first one after they were negotiating contract with Chicago, and he fired his most recent agent, Dan Milstein, for Sergei Bobrovsky's agent, which is pretty intriguing. He's been on record saying that he wants to test free agency. When asked if the Columbus Blue Jackets have any chance of retaining him, he... <laughs> this no. is the, in the article, the, the, they, they wrote in parentheses, awkward laughter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe you know. Uh, I, I want. I want to. I want to see. I want to see what 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 free agency has to offer. <laughs> is what he said. So there. So yeah, there's no hope. Yeah. So sorry, Columbus fans. It looks like Panarin and Bobrovsky are doomed to be poached by the Florida Panthers. Hey, out of here! But hey, at least you get one more run out of that. Hopefully, it, hopefully it's a deep one. Well, they might. I mean, they might be traded. 
You think you think Yarmo will jettison I think, them? No, I think Panarin, I think they they go after something for Panarin. Yeah. Anyway, like you, you think they'll they'll trade Panarin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think they're. I think they'll try. And like, if they're like, if the right kind of deal comes along, yeah, it would have to be the right deal. But nobody wants to pay that much. They, they wouldn't want to pay what Yarmo would want for a rental, right? Yeah, that's that's the tough thing. And Panarin is your best player. Yeah. I just can't imagine like them he's, letting letting him go for nothing. They're like, and they're like yeah. right on the bubble. I don't know. I don't know what the play is there. Yeah, it's it's tough. You kind of have to either go all in or, but they don't have the pieces to go all in. No, they do not. Which is the problem. <laughs> yeah. So well, I feel like no one in the Metro really has those. I mean, I guess once you get the playoffs, you got Washington, and if Pittsburgh can make it, then. They're all, 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 all the time in the playoffs. So they, they show up. So, mm-hmm. but I would say this yeah. year they have a better chance than most. Anyway, <laughs> in the metro, you mean? Yeah, come coming out of the metro anyway. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, everyone's got to go through Tampa. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they seem like they have a better shot of coming out than, um, than the Pittsburgh Penguins do. Yeah, they've been going on a slide. They're our next. Uh, Kind of, I guess, honorable mention. <laughs> Dishonorable mention? Honorable mention. They're, yeah, we're only mentioning them because we don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, they've lost four in a row. Uh, they're sliding 63 points. Carolina's coming in hot. They got 62. a storm surge. They're, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're hanging on by a thread. So, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh needs to figure it out. I think I think I think I think Carolina is gonna overtake. I think Carolina is a playoff team. I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think it's someone's. I'm, Columbus might drop out. Pittsburgh might drop out. I'm a little weary oh. about Montreal dropping out. I'm like my stomach is in knots watching watching these games. We're still like two months away from the playoffs. <laughs> I mean Montreal Montreal falling out wouldn't really affect Carolina. Oh, the the wild card spot. I mean. Yeah, but Montreal and Boston are both are oh, they're both yeah okay they're both uh, Montreal is six points ahead of Pittsburgh and Boston's five points ahead of Pittsburgh. So as long as they maintain the pace, yeah, that's true. Then and Montreal has been maintaining pace. Yeah, yeah. There's actually there's no way that um, the next Atlantic team is Buffalo, and they have seven points and um, yeah, Buffalo's not eight points ahead of Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo right now make it. Yeah, so so yeah, it's 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 really a fight between Pittsburgh, uh, Carolina, and uh, Columbus, Columbus right now. Well, so you've put me at ease. Grant. It'll be an interesting one. It'll be an interesting one. Yeah, Habs are going to make it, barring a catastrophic injury to to Price or a Anaheim esque losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make it despite their their power play. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah well they need to figure that out too maybe dutch gretzky will uh oh man oh yeah we should talk dutch about gretzky. that actually so stoked that he's back yeah. man big trade <laughs> great trade uh do you want to do you want to list it for for the listeners there um do you have it up on you i don't have it up it's it was what was it dale weiss and uh d-man Folin, um coming from philly yeah. for um brian frizz who was uh i guess the captain of uh the Lavelle Rockets and David Schlemko is headed back the other way. So going the other way, 
I like that. I like that trade a lot because uh, Dale Weiss brings a, a bit of a a bit of a bit more grit to that fourth line, um, and he mm-hmm. and the boys got a lot of heart. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, it was really sad to see him leave Montreal the first time, and like he he showed up to play. He loves it. That city loves playing for this organization. Mm-hmm. So I think more than anything, it was a really good locker locker room move. Like he. They're like he's going to be down for a good playoff run, even though like yeah. he's not like he's not like he's a fourth liner that's not going to really, I mean, score or affect the the point sheet too much. But he brings that extra that extra little bit to that to that fourth line that I think uh, Claude Julian was looking for. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I I like to call him poor man's poor man's Wayne Simmons. Um, <laughs> The Dutch but, but yeah, I, I I really I really enjoyed him uh, with the Habs uh, a couple of years ago. That I think the biggest thing that prevented him from resigning was was money. money yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, because one point three two five he's making this year. Yeah, I think Philly retained part of his salary too, and yeah, uh, and he signed Which for is next year as nice. well. Hmm. So yeah. So good trade, good uh, yeah. good deal. No draft picks were were, were exchanged, no. which is a, a win for for Bergevin. It was a classic Mark Bergevin so. trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old hockey trade. <laughs> let's move. Uh, let's move to Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, <laughs> oh, what a saga! Um, this week, um, Eugene Melnick came out uh, to the press and made. A statement, and I'll just read uh, the the important part of this statement. Uh, the Senators will be all in again for a five year run of unparalleled success, where the team will uh, will plan to, to spend close to the NHL salary cap every year from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty five. Do you have a Do you have a take on this, Grant? Uh, yeah. Well, he also he also said that he. Uh, at the end of that statement, he said to that he wanted through this spending, these five years of spending, which I don't, I don't know what that means. It sounds like he's a biddy going on a shopping spree. <laughs> um, but but through that, he says that he wants to bring the Stanley Cup back to its quote unquote rightful right. place. Rightful place, Ottawa. I don't think so. I have I have one thing to say about that to to Eugene. You can't say that the <laughs> Ottawa Senators, the current uh, rendition of the Ottawa Senators, have never won a Stanley Cup. So you can't say that you want to bring the Stanley Cup back to its rightful place when your team has never won a Stanley Cup. The eleven Stanley Cups that the previous Ottawa Senators won are not yours. That team doesn't exist anymore. You can't say that your Ottawa Senators have won 11 Stanley Cups because they haven't. So don't say that, man. <laughs> Come on. Get with it. And also, he says that he wants to... He has a five-year plan for unparalleled success. The only way that could be true is if he wins three back-to-back Stanley Cups because <laughs> unparalleled success <laughs> would be better yeah, than... Pittsburgh. The standard that Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have have already established. So I don't know how you're planning on getting three Stanley Cups by spending money, 
um, when you don't even have a new arena deal done yet. Well, that's so that's the thing is like they can't spend they like they don't have the revenue to be able to spend near the cap because they need that that new arena. They need to be downtown to be able to bring in that money. So so yeah, exactly. So I don't I don't understand how what he what he's thinking. Yeah. It just sounds like he's just spouting nonsense. Yeah. Well, he's he's <laughs> saying this because he's I think he's just trying to uh lure uh, Matt, Matt Duchesne and uh, Mark Stone trying to convince them to stay. I'm not sure it'll work. Yeah, but you need a plan. You can't just say that. <laughs> the plan is to sign those guys. For what am I going to get paid with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what am I going to get paid with? Like, it doesn't, you can't, I'm not playing for pucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> another another Mets coming out of Ottawa. Oh um, man, sorry, Sens fans. We're apologizing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Should we uh, move move to Philly. Yeah, let's move to Philly. They've been hot nine zero and one in their last ten games. They're pushing. They're pushing up the the standings, much like um, oh, a very wise a very wise man. <laughs> Whose name started with a G predicted this uh, a, a couple a couple weeks ago. They're only six points out of a playoff spot right now, out of that last wild card spot. <laughs> can't put it out. I'm not gonna give you. Can't put a. I'm not gonna to you, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't put a name to the to that person, but um, you know, it's it's looking pretty good right now. Nine on one. They've gotten points in the last ten games in a row. Uh, Sean Couturier has been has been going yeah, off, been deadly, eh? which has been amazing to see, especially on my uh, on your roster on my fantasy team. Yeah, he's gotten 19 points in his last 13 games, Jeez. so he is red hot. So a lot of this has to do with uh, with with Couturier's play lately, uh, and not to mention uh, you know your what? boy caught a hot. hot. Has been lights out, playing really well, and it's 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 exciting to see, uh, especially for a fan base that gets to watch gritty, just be gritty, <laughs> uh, pumping up the fans and 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 making making them, out with cheerleaders, making them, yeah, making out with cheerleaders, yeah, yeah. He did, yeah, no, he did that yesterday, <laughs> and then the I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> fly it. That was so fun. They really did. They really hit a home run uh, with 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 gritty. Just just for the fans who didn't know, they they had uh, the Philly fanatic, the Philadelphia Phillies baseball mascot show up at the game, and uh, he was uh, he was chatting up some cheerleaders, and uh, gritty did not take kindly to that, so he ran up and and beat up the Philly. The, the Philly fanatic. So that was that was pretty funny. Uh, the Phil- the Flyers have also uh, told. Um, Carter Hart to find a place, stop living in a hotel. He's he's there for good. Yeah. So nice. just wanted to. Yeah, man, as yeah. he should be, as he should be. He he has a like. Feel bad for Ron Hextall, man. He's probably watching this just fuming. <laughs> I mean, I was on, I was on, I was on Hextall's I mean, side, man. Yeah, like this was the yeah. plan, and I don't know. The owners just didn't trust him, I guess, because he could be abrasive and. 
You want Hextall abrasive? What? Blunt, I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, it, this was the plan. And, and he had this vision. And it's just, it's too bad that um, that he is not around to reap, reap to enjoy. Rewards. Yeah. Yeah. The fruits of his labor. Because, yeah, this was, he was grooming Carter Hart for this exact reason. Who knows? But but maybe maybe if if they had called him up earlier, they would be entrenched in a playoff spot right now. But that may be his m- mistake. But I mean, I don't know. I I feel like they fired him too quickly, which is unfortunate. But uh, speaking of the playoff race, uh, the Eastern Conference playoff race is is it sounds it looks pretty set. You got Tampa at the top. Obviously, nobody's catching them. And then uh, the wild card race is again really between Pittsburgh, Carolina. If Philly can continue to win like they are, then they'll they'll jump right into that into that playoff picture. But it it, it looks like the most I guess unsure division would be the Metropolitan Division. With yeah, Columbus at sixty-five points, Pittsburgh at sixty-three, Carolina at sixty-two, Philly at fifty-seven. So the the division with the most opportunity for change is is definitely the Metropolitan Division, and it's going to be a good. Uh, it'll be a nice playoff race to 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 watch. It's it's going to be exciting hockey. Do you have anything to add to that, uh, John? No, you basically summed it up. I'm just I'm just anxious about Montreal making the playoffs. <laughs> Because they are playing very well, and I just don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think like just know that they'll get in the playoffs, but don't expect them to go far. That's that's the biggest thing. Is I don't know if they'll make it past the first round. It would depend yeah. on who they play. If it's if it's Toronto, I think that's probably um, their better chance. Well, you think over Tampa over. Oh, I guess it would be. Oh no, it would be the Islanders. Eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be Islanders. Yeah, maybe they probably be the, the Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, <laughs> they, I think they'd. I think they'd have a great chance against the Islanders. Yeah, I would. I would like them to play the Islanders over. I mean, watching that Leafs game, watching that Leafs game last night, like the Habs are right there with them in terms of pace, and that game was a lot of fun to watch. So, I mean, mm-hmm. having a Leafs Habs series for the first time since '79, that would be crazy. Um, and if, and if price, I mean, last That'd night price looked a little pedestrian, but I think if he strung a, f- strung a few, a few games together, I think they could probably take Toronto. Mind you, like seven, seven game series with all those weapons that Toronto has that, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it'd be a tough matchup for sure. Tough matchup for sure. And it doesn't sound like they're done. Yeah. Either. Yeah. So in in terms of adding yeah, yeah. before the trade deadline, yeah, it sounds like they're going after so, a, another defenseman and potentially another another defenseman, yeah, another defenseman and potentially another winger. Oh. I mean, this is the year this to go all in. So leave the headaches, leave, leave the salary cap headaches to to the off season when you're hungover and <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess when you're hopefully hungover and um happy, but. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a good matchup. Um, I would prefer to watch the Islanders Habs in the first round, uh, just because if it's Toronto Montreal in the first round, then 
one Canadian team is automatically eliminated. That's just our Canadian bias. Well, but, I mean, if um, Toronto plays Boston, I'm pretty sure Toronto will also be eliminated. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boston weak team, according to, to one of our co-hosts <laughs> <laughs> who uh, conveniently is not around for us to, to be able to razz him a little bit. <laughs> Should we move on to, to the Western conference? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. San Jose, winners of five straight. They're right back into the conversation for tops in the Western Conference. At 73 points, they're only a point behind the Calgary Flames for uh, the top position in, in, in the West. They've been playing really, really well of late. Uh, they figured it out a little bit, um, which nobody ever doubted this. Uh, they they kind of had a rough patch in the middle of um, of the season. They're still trying to figure out some things. Uh, it's um, it's a little interesting that uh, Eric Carlson has been out for seven games with an injury. They haven't needed him, so it's a little odd that they've gone on a five game winning streak without him. I mean, that team seems like the team is a little more comfortable. Yeah, um, that like maybe they're passing less, they're thinking less. They got it going on right now. They just got the right jam. They're they're scoring like so, crazy. Yeah, Evander Kane has been going off. Timo Meyer has been going off. Tom Hurl has been playing so well this season. He's really been a revelation as a second line center. I, I've been waiting for, for him to really come into his own. Like, yeah. remember that his first night in the league, that four four goal night with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And they were they were thinking of giving up yeah. on him too, because um, his name was floated around uh, uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, boy, I, I I bet Ron Wilson is so happy that he <laughs> didn't pull a trigger on any trade with Hurdle. But yeah, they've he's he's really blossomed into into a into an elite second line center for sure. St. Louis has figured it out. They figured it out finally. Got a playoff. How are they doing against? Uh, how are they doing against oh, Nashville? They, uh, I think they lost. Oh, they won. Tarasenko won it in over- overtime. Oh, yeah, five four. Mm-hmm. That's a big score. Tarasenko unassisted, sixteen seconds into it was overtime. Very nice. So he's he's finally starting to score again. He's finding a scoring touch. Yeah, that's uh, it's a six game winning streak now. Six games. Yeah, yeah, six games. Uh, fifty four games played. Only fifty four games played. So now they've uh, they've leapfrogged Minnesota for the first wild card position. We knew we knew they had it. Yeah, we knew they had it in them. It's just they had all we like we were saying a couple of weeks ago that they had all the pieces. They just got to <laughs> figure out the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, Jordan, Jordan yeah. Bennington is the uh, was a kind of the solution there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Yo must be must be pissed too, eh? <laughs> lost his job because yeah. his third string goalie the goalie that would save his job was right under his nose in the in the minors yeah i mean if you didn't figure that out you kind of deserve to be fired <laughs> but at the same time i i guess that decision mostly rests on um on dougie armstrong yeah. to call him up or or not but yes it's 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 been fun to see they've they've been um They've been red hot lately. 
Braden Shen has been has been coming on. Ryan O'Reilly's been good all season. Tarasenko is is finding his scoring touch again. Uh, Tyler Bozak's moved up to the second line center, uh, and he got uh, a couple points tonight. Is he making that contract worth it? Grant? So, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. We'll see. Uh, so we'll move on from uh, from we'll move on from one winning streak to another winning streak in uh, in Chicago. The Chicago Blackhawks have won six straight. They're playing Detroit right now. Just scored a goal, winning one nothing. And uh, yeah, man, this uh, when we were saying that the Eastern playoff picture was was kind of taking shape. The Western Conference is just a complete mess. Yeah, it's still wide open. Wide open. Even even with Anaheim losing, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this very clearly. Anaheim losing 19 of their last 21 games <laughs> are only six points out of a playoff spot. Well, actually, after the St. Louis win, they're now eight points out of a playoff spot. But I mean. So you're if saying there's a, a chance. <laughs> <laughs> there is a chance. And Chicago is at 53 points right now. So they're six points out of a playoff spot. If they win tonight, then they're four points out. This wildcard race is going to be a, a really, really good one because um, it really is between Minnesota, St. Louis at 50, 59 points apiece. Vancouver's at 57. Colorado's at 54. Arizona's at 53, uh, along with Edmonton and Chicago. And then you got the Californian teams at 51 in LA and Anaheim, the the worst two um, California teams, I could say. So uh, there's there's a chance any of these teams go, go on a run like, like Chicago or St. Louis are doing. Colorado has been a, a bit of a disappointment, I'd say. Six-game losing streak. Yeah, they're losers of six games. We talked about this all season, though. Lack of depth scoring yeah. has has really caught up to them. Uh, their top line has gone cold. Like Rantanen hasn't been putting up any points lately, or scattered here and there a few. But uh, they, when that top line isn't clicking, then they're they're in deep trouble. But uh, you know that 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 only would serve to help uh, Colorado anyway. So chin up their uh, abs fans because you're still going to have your first round pick from Ottawa. <laughs> and the more you lose, the higher your chances of getting another good prospect will be. And it's not like you guys, let's be honest. It's not like you guys really, you're not really a contender with, with the current roster that you have. Um, you have good players, just not enough impact players. Yeah, because your top line is is really, and it's it shows in the six game slide. Yeah, they're getting desperate, but they've only played fifty four games. There's still time for them to turn it around. Um, playoffs experience is good is better than no experience at all. So, um, I'm cheering for him, cheering for Colorado, especially Miko Rantanen. It'd be nice if he got hot again <laughs> because I need him. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to see Edmonton put it together and squeak into the playoffs for just for Connor McDavid's sake. 
but also it would be <laughs> crazy to have like a Habs Leaf um, Calgary Edmonton first round. <laughs> Canada would be going yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah coast to coast too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be real fun to watch. But uh, it doesn't look like that's really in the cards. Um, Cam Talbot was mm. Cam Talbot pulled a Bobrovsky the other night. He got, he got pulled. <laughs> got pulled with about 14 minutes left in the third period. And instead of going to the bench and sitting yeah. on the bench, he went straight to the locker room. After, after I might add, he uh, gave Ken Hitchcock the the, the death yeah. glare. I mean, yeah. just staring daggers at him. He came out. He came out like the next um, day and apologized, but apologized to his team for being yeah upset. But I mean, you can't. You really can't blame the guy. Yeah. Well, the thing with them is, you know. Coaches can't want to win more than within the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a direct quote from from Ken Hitchcock <laughs> after their most recent loss last night. Yeah, I, they're they're a mess. They've lost eight of the last or seven of their last eight games. Other than that four one win against Minnesota, they've really just been dead. Really, there's 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 nothing going on. Uh, in there's there's no life in this team, which is, which is sad to see, especially with talents like McDavid, Dreisaitl. It's, <laughs> it's just unfortunate because, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can call him a talent anymore, really. Uh, but no, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it's just a sad state that, that Peter Trelli has left them in. They don't have a legitimate top six winger. They, have a they don't have an NHL level defensive core and their goaltending is a mess. Um, they signed Miko Koskinen to a three year extension, making four million plus with only 27 games of NHL experience, and he's making that on the bench. He's not playing because Cam Talbot they want to play Cam Talbot. Oh, well, yeah, they're trying to give him some trade value so they get rid of him. Yeah, but I guess. But I mean, you signed a guy to a four-year extension. You should be playing him. Torelli signed the guy to, to, to the extension. Well, yeah. Well, apparently it was it was a it was a group decision. So let's uh, let's let's stick with that. Anyway, I I feel like we've uh, we've kind of sh- beat the <laughs> beat this horse horse to death the last few weeks. I think we can, we yeah. can move on. No, that's true. It's it's just <laughs> it's just sad. It's yeah. very sad. Um. But let, let's let's end with this. What? How did you feel about about the jersey toss, the jersey toss, the other day? Oh right, the jersey toss. See, I I feel like I'm okay with it. Like I'm, if if the team is like you paid for that jersey, right? You can do what you want with mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. Like if the team's like that's a good way to show the team that you're upset with what's going on. I'm yeah. not like all these hardcore fans saying, "Oh, it's disrespectful." <laughs> Well, you know what? The product on the ice is disres- disrespecting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. And I was like I lived I lived through the the jersey tossing era in Toronto. <laughs> so <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's right. What do you think about jersey tossing? Yeah. I don't know. I it well, it's funny because I'm more okay with it than Fans booing their own players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like singling, singling guys out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's probably yeah. You're right. That's probably why why I'm 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 more okay with it because by tossing your jersey, you're telling the team that they're mm-hmm. not playing well enough, and that is fair. Uh, if you're singling a guy out, that's that's not fair because it's a team game, and you need to to play as a team to win. So yeah, I I think the jersey toss is good, <laughs> not good, but it's. It's it's the only way that the fans can voice their displeasure, and with if anybody if any fan base is entitled to a jersey tossing it's here and the there, yeah. it's definitely the Edmonton Oilers because it's it's just been decades of toxicity and not good enough. It's it's not good enough, and it's it's been years since this team was any good. So yeah, it's. It's tough, but it's fair. And I think fans should be entitled to, to be able... Like like you said, they paid for it. They paid for the tickets. They paid for that jersey. They can do what they want with their jersey. But but yeah, don't don't boo your players. At least you didn't boo. That's just... Yeah, that's good. But boo the team. If the team's doing bad, then, then boo them. Just don't boo a specific player. Shame on you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so let's move on. We, uh, we'll, we'll move on to, to, to some breaking news, breaking news, as uh, of, coming out of, as of, as of today, as of today, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, coming out of Anaheim, California. It's been announced GM Bob Murray has fired Randy Carlisle after the most recent loss at the hands of the Philadelphia Flyers last yesterday morning. Uh, 6-2 loss. This this team is just taken so much. They're exasperated. There's just nothing else to do. Um, Bob Murray was on record saying that he would wait until the offseason to fire Bob Mer- uh, Randy Carlisle. But, you know, the fans have been calling for his firing for a while now. Um, some have said that not firing him is a big middle finger to, to the fan base, which is, which is fair. Um, and, uh, yeah, Bob Murray is now interim GM, or no, interim head coach he is the gm and executive vp of the anaheim ducks um at interim head coach he's the guy title so (laughs) he's the guy anaheim fans you 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 guys got what you wanted randy carlisle has been fired so yeah thoughts on that john um yeah i got a few First of all, I I feel bad for Randy. Most of all, Randy watching that team play like they like they just didn't show up for him anymore. They just they just quit on him, and mm-hmm. they've quit on him for the past at least twenty twenty one games or so. Um, and it like watching them play reminded me of how the Leafs used to play uh, just before he got fired fired from Toronto. Like the exact same. Like they just gave up on him. Like they just stopped playing for him, and there was like there was nothing Randy could do. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to get the room back. 
Um, and and it's not yeah. like he, it's not like he had a, like his record in Anaheim since 2016 uh, when he was hired is uh, 111 wins, 74 losses, and 35 uh, overtime losses. So like mm-hmm. relatively re- pretty good record. So oh yeah, he's he's the most he's the most winningest coach in Ducks history. Well yeah yeah he had two since there, but <laughs> so he won in the cup in um in Osaka. yeah that's right. So but. We finally have an end to the saga that's been ha- happening in California. Yeah, hopefully this this will bring some wins to Anaheim. It's uh, it's it's tough. I, I wonder how much Randy saying that he didn't expect quote he didn't expect the losing to go on for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much that had to do with. Um, with his firing, it sounds like uh, he made that <laughs> statement. Bob Murray called him into his office and basically said, "Randy, what's going on? How how uh, how are you feeling?" Randy goes, "I don't know, Bob. I don't know what to do anymore. I just don't know what to do anymore. I don't know how to get the room back." And I think that's how you know. I just I just like to take a moment to blame Corey Perry. <laughs> it's all his fault. He hasn't been there all year, man. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it, it was it was actually really funny when um, when they asked when they asked Corey Perry why they're losing so much. He uh, he's like he went all poetic on them. He's like, you know, it's it's uh, it seems like uh, there's this dark cloud over over the the locker room here and. You know, uh, we just uh, we just can't shake it. We, huh? <laughs> was the cloud's name Randy? Yeah, it's probably named Randy. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, no, but but he was just saying like, yeah, there's there's a dark cloud over the room, and uh, you know, we we need to get back to uh, to when the sun is shining, when we're all happy again, so that we can we can play better and 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 all these things. I I just thought it was um, <laughs> I was surprised to be very honest at. Uh, at Corey Perry's uh, artfulness, poeticness, <laughs> I made up those words, but I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. I would say. So yeah, so we'll see how this goes. This, uh, as we said, this this just dropped this morning. News of um, Carlisle's firing. So uh, yeah, maybe um, maybe Bob Murray should give uh, Sterling's client a call. Yeah, Todd McClellan. <laughs> <laughs> Just moved from one uh, one California team to another. One tire fire to the next. If I were Todd McClellan, <laughs> I would not take that job. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I wouldn't take it if I was Joel. If I were Joel Quinville, either. Yeah, no. It, it sounds like Dallas Eakin is going to have the job next year. Bring- Do you think? Uh, would you take it if you're Ken Hitchcock, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's let's move on to the other big news. This yeah, week. actually. Let's do it. Okay. Well, uh, is this with Toronto? Yeah. Leafs fans, yeah, let's do it. Leafs fans must be ecstatic uh, that they that their number number one guy, um, number one overall pick, uh, Austin Matthews, has signed um, a five year, eleven point six three four million dollar contract. Um, Had to get that three four him, in there. They got him. They got him under wraps. What do you th- what do you think of the deal? Yeah, 
I, I really liked it. Uh, the term I would have liked to see longer, but I mean, that's just the way it is. If you want to get a, um, I guess a discount, mm-hmm. that's a discount. Well, so yeah, his, his um, average annual, uh, annual value, uh, is less than like McDavid's and all, like, it's like, it's, it's, oh, it's yeah, in a very sure. good range. Yeah, for sure. And most of that money is, is made through bonuses. Yeah, it is. Uh, isn't it like, isn't, doesn't he only make 3.25 million in guaranteed salary? Yeah, guaranteed salary. Yeah. Is, so is, is they did that to protect, uh, to make it lockout protected so that if there's a lockout, right. he will still get paid. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I really like this deal. This is, this, this is how you build a championship level team. Uh, kudos to Kyle Dubas. Did I say that right, Sterling? Um, <laughs> Kudos to him for 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 doing this, for pulling this off because this this is a huge coup for for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Five year term is is not nothing. It's it's a good long time. Yeah, they, um, they've got six and, six years to bring the cup to Toronto. Six, yeah, six year exactly. Yeah, the only thing now that's left to do is is to is to sign Mitch Marner, and uh, it sounds like. Uh, his agent isn't too happy with with Toronto. It sounds like they're trying to lowball him because, yeah, yeah. Those comments were made. Those comments were made in the summer, though. No, no. Uh, his agent said lately that um, said recently that that Toronto is is lowballing him. Yeah, no, because but, no, those, uh, but he came out to clarify that he made those comments in the summer about Toronto lowballing him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That puts my mind at ease a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, because he he he's he's his agent is not to not say upset, not to say they're not lowballing him. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his agent is upset with the fact that Marner has, uh, I guess, compromised already by signing a smaller entry level deal mm-hmm. by not taking the bonus, the signing bonus that they gave to to Austin Matthews. And uh, yeah, he 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 was saying that he doesn't want Mitch Marner to compromise anymore. I guess, he which shouldn't. is what a good agent does. But you know, if you want to play on this team, then some sacrifices are going to have to be made. Yeah, but why is and why is it year, one guy making those sacrifices? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's it it'll it'll be interesting to see what uh, how 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 Dubis handles it because. The one thing that I'm concerned with is what contracts are going to look like for star players moving forward. Mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk has on on the Calgary Flames has uh, said that Matthew's deal has kind of set a new bar, and it has. You don't, uh, I guess, the previous, the last round of stars have been more comfortable signing the longer term uh, six to eight year deals that guarantee more money like Bobby Ryan, Milan Lucic and uh, <laughs> some other bad contracts. And it'll be interesting to see how new superstars are going to get paid in the future. Yeah. They're bet they're betting um, on themselves basically shorter term. Yeah, larger for pair. sure. But you know, I, I don't want this to turn into the NBA, you know, they have a salary cap, but an average player is making $13 million a year. Mm-hmm. And they have all these kind of odd rules about max contracts 
you can only have two max contract slots for five years. Uh, this is the NBA. Uh, so I, I don't, um, I don't want that to happen in the NHL, but that's good for the players, obviously. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're, they're able to, to kind of dictate their future a little bit more. They're, they're able to, to have a say in, in where they want to be, where they want to go. Uh, and that's, that's, I'm all for that, but it's, it's tough, right? Cause you got to find a fine line between being loyal to the team and also looking out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of pundits would say loyalty doesn't matter. Case in point, DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> um, oh, don't do that to me, man. But, uh, you know, like, uh, it is a business. And so, so I, I, I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see, to see how, how this turns out. Because there are a lot of RFAs who are going to, are looking to get paid uh, this 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 a summer, um, Matthew Kachuk being one of them, Mitch Marner, uh, as we mentioned, Miko Rantanen is going to get paid, Braden Point from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Sebastian Ajo, Patrick Laine, Brock Besser, Timo Meyer, the list goes on. Zach Wierenski, Charlie McAvoy is not going to get paid. He's probably better signing a bridge deal just because of of his injuries this year. So. Yeah, the off season is going to be pretty pretty crazy uh, in terms of of how teams are going to get signed. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how how contracts are going to look after after this Matthews deal, and I'm really happy with it because um, we were saying that he, he was he was going to sign for a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. I mean, I can but, see I can see them fitting uh, Marner in somewhere around ten and a half, eleven, but it'll make it'll make the rest of the whole situation way too tight. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would take Tavares, Ob Matthews, and Marner take up thirty million of my cap any day. I'd be more than happy to do that. Um, what do you think? So we hearing hearing in the news a bit uh, about teams being a bit more bold and considering uh, sending out some offer sheets because of mm-hmm. this incredible <laughs> list of unrestricted unrestricted free agents that are, that have that have come up. Just wondering if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I I think the floodgates are going to open this year. Uh, where you saw in because it it really doesn't. It's yeah, it's too bad Sterling's not on because he would have he has a lot to say about <laughs> this. But it's it's it doesn't make sense that that teams don't haven't been utilizing the mm-hmm. offer sheet because uh, it's it's something that's there. And if you want the, the the point of being the GM is to improve your team. So if there are star players who you could lure from other teams, then you should be able to do that. And you should do that. Even if it means that your relationship with that particular GM may suffer from it, but you know, that's business, you know, that's business. Uh, it's so it's not like they can hold it against you. If it's a good hockey deal, then. So that's the question I'm, I'm having in my head is like, is, is giving up like all of these players are going to be making close to $10 million. Is it, is it yeah. worth giving up your next four first round picks for, to offer sheet a guy to sign a guy? Uh, well, it would depend on who it is, mm. right? If it's Mitch Marner. Yeah. If it's Rantanen. Yes. If it's Kachuk, probably. Aho. Yeah. Line a, Yes. Your next four years, you're giving up your, your next four, your next four first round picks. 
I think I, like that's huge, man. I'm, I'm not sure. It is huge. It is huge. But at a certain point, you have to bet on yourself, right? Because the idea is you would only do this if you believed that your team was missing that one piece to be able to become perennial contenders. And if you're a perennial contender, your first round pick isn't going to mean much if you're able to make deep playoff uh, runs. True. Um, your, your, your pick's going to be in the low 25s. Yeah. Right. So the idea is that you you give up four chances to get a player like you're getting to get the player that you're getting. Mm. You know what I mean? You're you're so like you're, you're the next four years you're you're using your first round pick to try to get a player like Aho, like Line, like Rantanen, like Marner. Mm-hmm. Why not just get him? You have Marner for the next four years. What is that going to do to your team? Well, depending on who you are, it's going to turn you into a perennial Stanley Cup contender. So I think that's totally worth it. Um, like, th- I'm just saying this because I'm very familiar with the Flames roster. Uh, I'm not saying that this is going to happen because it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. But if the Flames were able to sign Matthew Kachuk and offer Sheet Marner and get him, then that's they're going to be a perennial contender. They'll have Goudreau, Monaghan, and Marner on their top line. Kachuk, Backlund, and Elias Lindholm on their second line, and Jankowski, Bennett, and 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 Neil on the third line uh, for the next four years, or however long they they decide to make the the contract. So, I think I think it makes sense because you're the the, the caliber of player that you're getting back is is the player that you're hoping for with your first round pick. So to me, it makes sense to give up your first your four first round picks for the I next can see four years. uh I can see like in the in the Marner situation or the Leafs situation um for example I can see uh Marner signing that high deal and then someone else offer sheeting like a lower tier player to like lower money and like I, I can mm-hmm. see that deal kind of getting done um because it kind of forces like forces Toronto to let the guy go because they don't have the cap space right so I can see I can see this working across the NHL with these other guys. It's, yeah, maybe maybe um, maybe don't offer sheet the the the, the big um, the big contract, but offer look look to see who who is a good um, middle middle ground player that you can that you need for your team, more depth player um, that that is coming available um, that because of cap constraints um, you could easily just kind of force force uh their their owner owning team's hands yeah good candidates for that would be timo meyer yeah because uh, the sharks are going to be focused on trying to re-sign eric carlson exactly kaspera kapanen would be a good one mm-hmm. anthony bovillier well i mean new york islanders have nothing but See, that, that, that's where i think the offer sheets are going to come yeah. in i think there's going to be a few and i i think that's that's the approach yeah. they're going to take Braden point would be a good target too in in terms in, oh, in that yeah. in that case so yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. We're gonna have a fun off season, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, should we move on to our broken mended wheels segment? So, as we mentioned earlier, Eric Carlson has been out for the past seven games. They haven't needed him, like we said, on a five game winning streak. The Sharks are so uh, yeah. Keep an eye on that. There, there hasn't really been any. Um, they haven't really told anybody what what it is. Obviously. And then uh, Gibson, another 
to add uh, <laughs> to add insult to injury, uh, after the Ducks' latest loss, John Gibson has has been considered day to day with a upper body injury. There hasn't been much information, but one of his defensemen, Jacob Jacob Megna, basically ran into him and fell on top of him. So hopefully, it's not a concussion or anything serious because if the Ducks are going to get any wins, it's going to be on the back of their number one puck plugger. Uh, and he's been, he's been good. He was phenomenal at the beginning of the season, but you know, the amount of pucks that he was getting is was starting to get to him. So he hasn't been as good lately. Yeah. A real shame. Yeah. Uh, Can you blame uh, him though? This, this team kind of just, this team just has kind of destroyed his Vezina chances. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's too bad. Oh, I would, I would kill to see John Gibson on Calgary. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Nick Bukestad <laughs> is, uh, is also out with a day to day injury. Um, it's an undisclosed injury. He suffered in the third period last night and didn't return. Uh, so keeping an eye on him, he was playing on the top line with Crosby and Gensel for a game or two. And he's been their second line center while Malkin has been out. Uh, so yeah, keeping an eye on him, undisclosed, uh, not much information. And then John, you had a, you had an interview got- that you wanted to update? Uh, we got Miko Koivu uh, placed on IR, probably out for the rest of the season uh, with a torn ACL. Sad. Yeah. So sorry, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not fantasy related, um, but um, injury I wanted to n- make note of um, is Ian Cole's face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian Cole has been uh, is out. Um, with an undisclosed injury, broken face. Um, but uh, it's essentially a broken <laughs> face. After uh, he he had a, a check on, he hit uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and uh, Tom Wilson just went after him and uh, just just fed him. Just it was kind of scary to watch, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, that's why yeah. he gets paid. That's why he gets paid Tom Wilson money. That's why he gets paid Tom Wilson money. <laughs> You don't see Furlan jumping on people like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, another one that's not quite fantasy related, hopefully not yet, hopefully soon. Real deal James Neal lost a couple chicklets last night uh, trying, Ooh, to, yeah. trying to enter the zone against Alex Biega on the Vancouver Canucks, who got a stick up, knocked out four of his uh, his bottom teeth. Uh, I was actually, I was watching it with, um, with a couple... Chicklets. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching it with a couple friends last night. Um, shout out to to Joe, Stacy, and Hannah and T. Our friend, uh, our friend Hannah is a uh, is a dental uh, dental student, and she. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she was so excited when <laughs> when she saw T. Yes, <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, she she knew exactly which teeth they were too. Um, so it was uh, impressive. And funny at the same time, uh, and uh, so yeah. So we'll we'll move on to. Oh, also, uh, I wanted to update uh, Nikolai Ehlers from the Winnipeg Jets has been skating in a no contact jersey, so he might be. It sounds like he's close to a return, so keep an eye on him. Uh, he could be uh, an impact player for the rest of the season. 
back on that top six in 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 Winnipeg. Hopefully, that could get Patrick Liney going. I'm sure that would uh, bring Sterling nothing but glee. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there hasn't been too many any any returns from injuries that we need to talk about. I can't think of any. Not that not that I can think of. Yeah, we never said we were professional folks, so we <laughs> <laughs> want to. Uh, we move on to the fantasy Dan. So Joe Thornton from the San Jose Sharks has been piling on the apples. Uh, San Jose plays three times next week, one on a quiet night. Uh, so he's only 12% owned. If you need a centerman, take a chance on Joe Thornton. Uh, Braden, take a chance on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Braden Shen has been heating up lately. Seven points in his last six games played. Uh, he was fifty-five percent owned, and he didn't get any. He went pointless tonight, but he is intriguing because he's actually playing on the top line, left wing position with Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. So he should get dual position eligibility once he's played. At least nine games is, I think, uh, Yahoo's threshold. I'm not sure how long he's been on that top line. Hopefully, he has been there for a few games, and it won't be too long before he gets that left-wing dual eligibility. But that would greatly increase his fantasy value because one of the biggest things is that he was only av- uh, eligible to be a centerman. So the Blues play four times next week, and um, they... They've played the fewest amount of games, or they're one of the teams with the fewest amount of games played uh, in the NHL. So a good, if you have somebody like, if you have like a, I guess, fringe player on Vegas, for example, who have played 57 games, it might be a good idea to uh, look into picking up Braden Chen, who's the team have only played 54 games for the rest of the season. It, uh, a couple more games uh, could could help you win a week or win your pool. So I'm not saying that Shen is going to be that groundbreaking, but he has been hot lately. And like we mentioned, St. Louis has been hot as well. So six games in a row, uh, he's he's worth a look. UC Saros of the Nashville Predators, uh, he was in net today when um, they lost to St. Louis. But uh, he might be a good uh, pick up as a as a third string goalie if if you're rostering some guy like uh, like Keith Kincaid or um, if you're looking for goalie help, UC Saros if he's still available might be a good a good pickup. He uh, the reasons being is that uh, Nashville might elect to rest Pekarene for for a, lo- a deep playoff run, so Saros might get more games. Um, the rest of the season. So keep an eye on that. And uh, yeah, John, do you have any any other pickups? Um, just want to mention that uh, the Montreal Canadiens have been on fire recently in terms of five on five on five scoring. <laughs> um, <laughs> Special teams are and different story. Uh, they they've moved around their lines a little bit. And Philip Deneau is playing with uh, Jonathan Drouin and Brendan Gallagher on their top line. And this line's been labeled as the Marchand, Marchand Bergeron Pasternak light okay. line. <laughs> okay. In that it's 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 similarly structured, not in terms of talent. <laughs> but. Okay. <laughs> but if you think about it, it's like it's very it's very true. Um is it though? In that Deno is 
in that Dano is a very defensive uh, minded player like Bergevin mm-hmm. or sorry Bergeron and <laughs> who uh, are you Don Cherry I'm playing I'm, yeah <laughs> um and uh Gallagher is very much like plays as gritty as Marchand does not as dirty but as gritty mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh Duran Duran has some mitts just like Pasternak so yeah that's kind of the comparison but uh, okay. uh, Philip Deneau is only owned in about 20% and has been heating up on that line. That line's just been fire. So yeah. he's playing playing three times this week. I think he's playing on Sunday. So if you're looking for more Sunday Sunday plays, consider him. Yeah, good uh, good spot start on, uh, on on Sunday when teams don't play very, very often. But yeah, so I think that about does it for us this week. Unless you got anything else to add there, John? No, I'm good. How about you, Sterling? Oh, just kidding. Crickets. Yeah, <laughs> we miss you, Sterling. Come back. You bring a miss you, buddy. You bring a nice. Uh... Oh, and thank you, thank you for 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 your tip. John was very appreciative. Oh yeah, that was such a good tip. Yeah, John was very <laughs> appreciative. Uh, so yeah, that about does it for us, folks. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Again, if you like the podcast, please, please, please share it with your friends and family. Bring your mom. I think, yeah, I'll I'll say that from now on. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts now, uh, as well as Player FM, TuneIn. Basically everywhere you you, you get your podcast. You can can find us a lot of places. Follow us on Twitter. That'd be cool. Again, it'd be nice to to have some likes on our tweets tweet. that are from, tweet at us. Yeah, yeah, we'll answer questions if you Get want. Up. We'll even take. Well, I shouldn't say that. No, we don't want trolls. <laughs> but it would be nice to to get some likes from people who are again not named Sterling or Maggie, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us on Twitter at hfht podcast. And yeah, that about does it for us. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Hope you like the show. Yeah, hope you like the show. A yeah. uh, lot of hockey talk this week. Lots going on. Excited for the playoff stretch. Uh, and yeah, we'll catch you next week. Trade deadline's coming up in two weeks here. So that'll be fun. Hopefully we'll have more trades to talk about next week. And uh, yeah, just as much content. Yeah, have a good week and we'll we'll see you then. See ya. See you later. Keep your head on a swivel!